welcome back to Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. I'm James and I'm joined as always in the studio by... Sean. And Stephen. Brethren, good to be with you. How are we all today? Well, I'd like to, I'd like to say very well, thank you. I've, we, we have here at Freemasons Hall uh, a box of Ujelly branded uh, jelly beans. <laughs> and before I left the house today, I hadn't had the chance to have some breakfast, so I have engorged myself... <laughs> On three packets of you jelly branded jelly beans. They're only small packets, Stephen. No, to vomit. <laughs> I, I, I did have some of the you jelly branded jelly beans the other day, and they were exceptional. Thank you, James. And I did eat about four packets of them, there so I feel your pain. Thank you. I, I had a, a good like eight packets of crisps the other day. Eight packets of crisps. <laughs> I just want to say again, typical student. Typical. Student, how many pot noodles have you had in the last week? Uh, I, I actually don't like pot noodles. No one Just likes pot noodles. They still have to eat. No, them I know. Though. Like, I, but I don't. I, it's quite a novel day. Normally, I'm fairly healthy with what I eat because of because of my fencing and stuff. I have to be pretty sensible. And you, you would have heard uh, the voice of today's. Well, he's not a guest. That would be an unfair description. Uh, uh, the, the chap sat, sat on yeah, my left. Yeah, we don't brother. like him that much. No, <laughs> the, 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 the brother sat on my left hand side, is a member of the Ujali Comms team, and I'm, of course, talking about Shay Aziz. Shay, how are you? I'm good, Sean. How about you? Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad, but thank you for joining us. We're going to have you on intermittently, aren't we? You're our. To clarify, Shay is usually social media exec, so everything that you see going up on social media has come from the fingertips. Blame him. Blame here of Shay Aziz. All the typos are mine. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but Shay, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. This has uh, been a project I've been looking forward to seeing realized for a very long time. And mm. it's good to just be in the studio with you guys and talking about Freemasonry because we, Lord knows we don't do that enough. <laughs> and you are a Freemason in... Yeah, so I'm a Somerset Freemason. I joined uh, Lodge of Honor number 379 in November 2019. Now I'm a member of more units than I care to admit. Oh, go on. Uh, going to be four <laughs> craft <on>. lodges, <laughs> two chapters, and I'm going into Mark next month. Exciting. It's amazing how quickly it creeps up on you, I think. Mm. What, what's that? What, the being a member of many Many, many units. units. It, yeah. it, it can creep up on you. And, and Shay, you work at United Grand Lodge of England. Yeah. You were initiated prior to coming to work here. What led you on the journey from being a candidate, being a new Mason, to eventually wanting to spend Monday to Friday, nine to five, <laughs> working at Freemasons Hall? It was a series of events. I, I became a Freemason the same way a lot of guys, a lot of millennials became Freemasons. I read a Dan Brown book. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this Da Vinci Code. Uh, yes, yeah. that's the one. So I, I looked into the book. I... I was like, okay, Freemasons can't be real. Turns out they're real. Then I book. tried looking into Freemasons and saw a lot of stuff about Freemasons that wasn't real. Eventually, you get to the nitty-gritty of it, which is it's, it's brotherhood. It's based on service, service to oneself, one's community, all that stuff. And uh, that was something that really struck a chord with me, it's, you know, belonging to something bigger than yourself for the greater good. So that's how I became a Freemason. Once I got into uh, Freemasonry, uh, very quickly, uh, social media became a, well, the cornerstone of what it is we do. And if you don't have a social media brand or a significant social media presence, you're kind of a step behind everyone else in this day and age. So the province of Somerset asked me to 
be the social media executive uh, during the COVID lockdown. And uh, from there, I started dipping my toe deeper and deeper into Masonic social media in general. And then UGLE put up a job advert for someone to... <laughs> that was fairly recent as well, wasn't it? That was uh, June or July, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I thought I saw that advert like a couple yeah. of months ago, so yeah. During the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And it's no coincidence, Ray, is it, that you're here? Because actually the reason that you're here is to do with the topic of today's episode of Craftcast, which is Freemasonry and social media. Though of course, we love having you on anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 and that won't be, you know, we're not going to, you won't be invited on only when we're talking about that, Shay. Obviously, you bring much more to the table than that. But Masonic social media. So in 2017, when I originally joined you, Jelly, that was my main job. Tweeting. I didn't know that. Yes, posting about social media on Facebook and Instagram. We launched Instagram in within the first few months. That was one of my things that I wanted to do in my interview. Uh, and that, then I handed on the baton to uh, first Marta, and now to Mr. Aziz. And how are you finding it, Shay? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, being on <laughs> like social not media have puts less <laughs> convincing if you try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do see the ugliness of the internet well, yeah. right in front of your eyes at nine a.m. Mm. every day, pretty yeah. much. It's yeah. an unavoidable fact of Masonic social media as you run into all the anti-Masonic fellows mm. on social media. I, mean, I, I imagine you'd you'd find that in any social media job, right? Like yeah. dealing with with comments like this. People will find a way of turning something really positive into into a negative in oh, no matter what. So yeah, Absolutely. And what social media platforms is the United Grand Lodge of England on? So currently we have a presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And do you manage all of those? Yeah, I'm, uh, well, yeah, I handle most of the pages. Uh, I monitor the comments, upload the materials, make sure everything's up to date, make sure there's no typos. <laughs> <laughs> so, but because like you don't produce all of the content, but do you produce any content or is it all purely Thank management you. from your point of view? No, most of the content we put out is sent to us by the provinces or the mm. districts or the members or the executives. We will put out our own stuff occasionally if there's news from the, uh, from United Grand Lodge of England to the members, for example, during the Queen's passing, we were putting out a lot of our own content yep. for the members. Or, or like a cool new podcast. Exactly like a cool <laughs> new podcast. When are we starting that, by the way? <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just curious about all these different pages that you manage. And Stephen's referenced already that, that a lot of the content is, is given to you. Do you have success or is it a challenge for the provinces and districts to give you sufficient content to post on the pages? We don't lack sufficient content, um, but the uh, challenge good with... Good content, maybe? No, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't even hesitate to call it good. Uh, the term I'd use is competitive. Okay. Social media is extremely competitive. We're not just competing, you know, for the attention of members to get... To, for the attention of members, we're trying to get non-members included in our... You know, sphere. We're trying to get our content to appeal to everyone: Freemasons, their families, their friends, and people who are not even considering to be Freemasons. So, being competitive and making sure we're on the cutting edge and all our content is informative and engaging. But yeah, that's the biggest challenge. Not that I can say that I have a massive uh, understanding of sort of the, the 
theory behind social media, but I imagine with brands and things, often the competition comes from from sort of similar brands. So, like for example, other clothes, like a clo- like Hollister might have a, a clothing brand that they they sort of fight against on social media for one of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Whereas we don't really have something, I guess. We we I sort of dominate the market in that sense. Mm. But would you maybe say that your competition is then? sort of misinformation instead yeah. instead of sort of a, a competitive other brand that says the same thing it's actually yeah. it's actually sort of worse than that because you know it, they're just not giving the right message and they're giving this misinformation no you hit the nail on the head perfectly with that we're you you, you, you said it perfectly we're not competing against anyone else we are the freemasons yeah. there's yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's this is a niche market but uh the problem is yeah misinformation fake news and you know it's prevalent on social media social media isn't the cause of this it's been around for hundreds yeah, of, of years thousands of years and uh but no we we every day we have to make sure that the content we're putting out not only shines the light on our organization but also dispels a lot of the misinformation on the mm. internet yeah. it, it seems it seems to me that the people that you see on social media who claim to be experts <laughs> in Freemasonry. It's fascinating to me how so few of them are actually experts or, or uh, added to that, even members. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, common phrase you'll see on our channels is, oh, I'm not a Freemason, but I know this. And if you don't know this, you're just not high enough to yeah, know this. It's it's like, but then how do you... You, anyways, we can't go down that rabbit hole. It's just <laughs> they read it on YouTube. They, <laughs> or Reddit. Or, yeah, yeah, or they read it on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and when we think about social media, of course, we, in 2022, I can imagine that's quite an important aspect of what we do from Freemasons Hall. From your point of view on the, the other side of it, if you like, how important is social media and social media campaigns and what we put out into the public to keep UGLE relevant, to keep members engaged, to keep people informed about what we're doing compared to maybe where we were 10 or 15 years ago? Oh, it's absolutely vital. I mean, I can't speak to what we were doing 15 years ago because I wasn't a member 15 years ago, but the overall trend of today is if you don't have a significant social media presence, you don't exist. Back in the old days, you know, you, you had a plethora of advertising opportunities. You could put copy in a newspaper or magazine, ads on a TV, f- hire planes to write messages in the sky. People are glued to their phones today, though. So you can do all of that and the message won't get through. There needs to be a call to action, kind of like somewhere for them to go. Exactly. Yeah. And it needs to be easier than ever before. If you just put a number up or an email address and expect people to contact that email address, you're not going to get there. But if you have a link that they can click on that takes them straight to a contact form submission, they're more likely yeah. to fill the form out. Sort of re- removing barriers to their... <laughs> Absolutely. To, it's the same as the, that whole... Uh, there's a, I mean, I think it's on a documentary about Facebook about how they did a lot of research into how to keep people on their app. It's like mm. what they, they took off the, the scrolling mm. from from like their video side yes. to their app that they, right. you don't have to scroll anymore just because it keeps people on because that extra barrier for scrolling yeah. takes mm. people off the app. I guess it's the same sort of concept that you don't want people to just go, yeah, I'll do that later or exactly. I can't be bothered with that, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask, so obviously United Grand Lodge of England, that's where sort of Freemasonry uh, in the modern world sort of originates from in terms of, you know, the first Grand Lodge and uh, etc. Therefore, it would sort of follow that we're doing, I would assume, 
but I don't know. So this is what I'm asking. Are we doing sort of the most the, the most innovative stuff, the, sort of the first stuff that's really coming, connecting social media and Freemasonry in the world? Or are there other Grand Lodges that are doing the same? Do you think they'll follow? I won't be so uh, immodest just to say that uh, UGLE is the only social, social media savvy yeah. uh, Grand Lodge. Uh, obviously, there's a... Uh, North America and Europe, uh, you see a lot of Grand Lodges that are now making the foray into um, social media and yeah. just having a more active online presence. Uh, UGLE is definitely on the frontier of it. We're definitely mm. going where no Mason has gone before <laughs> in terms of that. And yeah. I mean, like, like take, for example, this very thing we're doing right now, Masonic Podcast. It's not a new idea, but what we're bringing to it and how we're doing it is fresh and new and hopefully engaging. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, w- I would add to that. Obviously, we've we've had the national digital mm. marketing campaign, uh, mm. which we we are as this is being recorded in the midst of uh, the second one. So the first year, we uh, had just about nine thousand inquiries wow. of, of, from people coming through on social media, and that that's using purely paid social media advertising on Facebook. This year, we're seeing huge increases into you know i'm talking increases of 70 percent up on last year in terms of the number of inquiries and the number of leads coming through so broken down into two um you know stephen stephen is a face of one of these adverts as i'm sure he wants to (coughs) remind (laughs) gleeful look on his face stroking his chin like he's i wonder why there's a 70 percent increase Uh, (laughs) david gandy of freemason um but but no generally you know that was a bit of a a bit of a step into the unknown for us because you know we 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 thought that the audience was there you know we we know for example that as an organization there are people that are just we are never going to be their cup of tea mm. Mm. and that is fine i mean that's okay i mean it, freemasonry isn't for everyone is it it's and, not for and, everyone and you don't want it to be for, no. for you and, know that's sort of what makes it unique but exactly and the positive about about that particular form <laughs> of using social media is that you can target people that we think would be interested, but maybe yeah. don't know, for example, how easy it is to join or don't know the mechanism through which to join. So, for example, I would make an assumption that if you are interested in history, you may well be interested in Freemasonry. It may then naturally follow that the, the historic element of Freemasonry or the nature of the people who have been Freemasons, a la Churchill, Duke of Wellington, those sorts of people, may well, as it did with me, attract them into finding out what this is yeah so you know again it's it's an assumption but we 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 think that if those people are interested in those sorts of things it would naturally follow that freemasonry offers them something so we can target those exact people you know facebook allows us to go in and reach that audience of people and we've never ever ever had that access to those people before in the history of this organization I think it's more unique contact point as well, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. if we think about the past and maybe even the recent past, when I first joined in 2009, typically you would either have to write a letter or an email or more than not, you would have to know somebody who was a Freemason mm-hmm. to then talk to and propose you into their lodge. And I guess through the National Digital Marketing Campaign, through the work that Shay's doing with the social media team, it gives the public, people that may be interested in Freemasonry, a direct point of contact into freemasonry it's exactly that and what we always say is is you know when you when you get these comments from people that when someone says to me you know i mean god if i had a pound for every time someone had said to me 
oh, you know, they thought three, Freemasonry was this. I thought this was what <laughs> Freemasonry was. Well, okay, you were wrong. But what I always say to them, we had this at Open House London. Someone came up to me and sort of said, you know, used the S word, which I hate, mm. secret. You know, which is banned from the corridors of the comms department <laughs> at UGLE. Because, you know, and and this is this is, you know, what we, we hate that phrase. We're not a secret society. We're a society with secret I'm sorry, that it's wrong. It's but but what the point I'm making is is that someone came up to me at Open House London and they said, um, hang on a minute, you know, what aren't you telling us or something like that? And I said, You're literally stood <laughs> You're literally stood in our headquarters. I said if you wanted to, you could go onto our Facebook feed, you could go onto our Twitter feed, you could look us up on Instagram, watch a video about us on YouTube. Yeah. How much more open can we possibly yeah. be? Yeah. The doors were literally open that well, what, day. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the clue is in the name, open house, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. what, what sort of even just ordinary corporation would, would have their headquarters just open to go and see? How, I mean, how frequent is that that you get? I mean, some, and, and it's open six days a week, Steve. Get, get an organisation of that size. Mm. Just go, yeah. come have a look. Feel free. Six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty unique, actually, I think, that we just invite the public generally to come and use the, the free cafe bar, which is open for anybody. Yeah. The great tours around the Museum of Freemasonry. Uh, and yeah. for the non-Masonic listeners who are with us today, please do come down and see us on mm. Great Queen Street. Yes. The, the, the cafe and bar is open to the public from 9.30am. The Museum of Freemasonry offers free tours where you can see some of the history of this building and of Freemasonry. Please do come down and engage with us because, as Sean says, it is not a secret society. Mm. Um, Shay, I was going to ask you about the measure of success in social media. So we've talked about engaging with the public and, and putting out the truth about Freemasonry. From your point of view, how do you measure the success of what you do or the success of a post? What does that look like? Ooh, uh, depends on the nature of the post. Uh, usually we look for uh, primarily engagement. Is this post reaching the people and are they interacting with it in the way that we want them to? Are they clicking on the links? Are they viewing the photographs? That's primarily how we would uh, do that. And then secondarily, we also follow our uh, follower growth and follower uh, fo our follower size, basically, the ups and the downs. We, will, we'll, we, we track that stuff uh, biweekly and monthly to make sure we're... Cause if we're putting out good stuff, you'll tend to see our profile, our follower count increase. You'll also see our engagement rate increase. You'll also see our shares and likes increase. If we're not putting out good stuff, you'll see that rate suddenly plummet, and then we adjust. Well, I was going to say, I think what you were saying before about it's not necessarily aimed at, you know, not everyone's going to want to join. It's not for everyone. But mm. I think still campaigns like that are still useful even to that non sort of non-interested masonic yeah. audience yeah. because and i say this a lot uh, about the university scheme is you never really know how successful you are in that sense you never really know how much of an impact you're having because with the university scheme we'll have a freshers fair and you could speak to someone they make no effort to get in contact after that they're sure. not interested they just go not for me yeah. But they've learned something maybe mm. from talking to someone. Mm. 20, 30 years time, they could have a son who is 17, 18, goes to university, goes to a freshers' fair, speaks to someone, and they go, oh, mum, dad, I saw this. I spoke to someone about this. What do you think? Yeah. And instead of going, actually, this is rubbish, like, go away. Don't, don't go anywhere near them. They go, yeah, I mm. remember speaking to someone about that. Why don't you go find out? Yeah. Planting the seeds. Yeah. <clears throat> and well, it, it's yeah, just about that absolutely. awareness, making that, 
and we, we sending we, the right message. Yeah, we know Stephen, for example, with the national digital marketing campaign. I mean, obviously, our our ambition with that is to attract the right people into the organisation. Yes, yeah. that goes without saying. But improving public perception and normalising the word mm. Freemasonry is, is yeah. another big part of it. So we know, for example, yes, we pulled in 9,000 inquiries into the organisation, just over 3,300 leads. So those are people going forward to membership teams with the ambition of becoming Freemasons. Mm. We also know that over 3 million people were exposed so, to that yeah. advert on Facebook. Three million people who had seen pictures of Stephen Watley's face on, <laughs> God <laughs> help them. on their on their social media channels. But there all were joking some aside, of concern. Yeah, <laughs> all joking aside, you know that is access to the organisation that they've never ever had before, and that they're seeing about Freemasonry. And the hope is that what naturally follows on from that is that the next time they talk about Freemasonry or they hear about us their immediate reaction isn't a negative one, which it has been in the past, even for those people that aren't inherently against what we are as an organisation. Yeah, Shay, they see my picture and they're like, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so Shay, we, we, we've talked about kind of the comms that come from the centre, from Grand Lodge directly. If we go sort of down level into the provinces and, and then to the individual members, we know that some members maybe set up a Twitter page or a Facebook page for their lodge or for their province or for themselves personally to communicate with other Freemasons. And that can be a little bit of grey waters about what is appropriate to post, what's not appropriate to post. Do we have any sort of guidelines that members can use and that provinces can use to support them with that? That's an excellent question. <laughs> UGLE has actually put out a social media toolkit, which uh, you can access through the Brand Center. If you don't have access to the Brand Center, your provincial communications or membership officer can send it to you. And basically, the social media toolkit spells out all the do's and don'ts of social media. And it very simply and straightforwardly tells you how to and what to do. And it gives you very useful things like definitions of terms so, for, so you can ex use those to explain to members who are maybe not as familiar with social media how mm. it's working what's going on one thing we uh one thing because uh, i'm a somerset freemason one thing we like to do in somerset is make sure members who aren't don't have access to social media still have access to all the posts that are there so one thing we do is we make sure everything that goes out on social media is also goes out in email blast mm. goes out in the newsletter it's posted it. on the website you don't need to be on social media to be getting all the news so long as you're on one of the mailing list email list uh, you know social media you can you will get it somehow somewhere i, I think as, as well shay to add to that i think with my deputy director of comms hat on i would very very much encourage any any freemason listening to this to track down the ujelly social media policy because it does exist and that policy is directly from the Board of General Purposes, which is the board that governs Freemasonry on a day-to-day -day basis. And it sets out in plain English what, as a Freemason, you can and cannot do on social media. Now, to be absolutely clear, no one is saying that as a Freemason you can't have social media. What we are asking you to do is separate your personal stuff from your Masonic stuff. For example... I have on Twitter a Masonic social media account where I talk about where I'm going, what I've been doing in my capacity as, as uh, Deputy Director of Comms. What 
I also have is a private uh, Twitter account, which I, I, I hide, I, I, I lock it, I, you know, I have a limited, I limit the amount of people that can see what I'm doing. And it's there that I talk about the other stuff that I'm interested in, the stuff that perhaps as Freemasons we wouldn't otherwise talk about. Um, and just as, just as if, we, if you know, we were sat in a lodge room, we wouldn't sit and talk about mm. politics. We wouldn't sit and talk about religion. We do not talk about the things within society that can be divisive. And that exact thing also applies to our behaviour on social media. And and look, you know, these are these are um, interesting times in which we live, and it's it's difficult and often tempting if something's riled you up or you feel frustrated about something to immediately post and want to share your view on it. What I would really um, encourage you to do, if you're a Freemason listening to this who identifies yourself as a Freemason on social media, is just think twice about that and just think, mm. right, where can I put this? Where am I not going to... Because what does happen, and I've seen it happen, is that naturally if someone comes out, you know, who's identified themselves as a Freemason, they come out and they make political comments or something on social media. I've then seen people say, is that what all Freemasons think? Is that the view of the organisation? And that's obviously absolutely not the case. So we just have to be really careful. And as I say, you can find that on the Ujilly website. You can find it again your, your your province will have a copy of it get in touch with us at grand lodge we can give you a copy of it and in fact we'll share it again in first rising which is our all member newsletter um just to make sure that you have it but please do read it because it's uh, it is it is necessary and it it does impact a lot of us now i think in general i think that touches on you see it a lot in in gibraltar because it's such mm. a small place yes yeah. everyone knows everyone mm. and 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 so i think it really quite exemplifies not just with Freemasonry, but if you are, you know, if, if you have a specific interest outside of work, people see you as a representative of that interest. Absolutely. You know, as I, I do fencing, people see, and if they don't know many fencers, because it's not sort of a, a massively popular sport, mm. then then they sort of assume, or a chess player, they just yeah. go, well, that's what all chess players are like, yeah. or all fencers are like. And that's sort of similar to, to Freemasonry exactly. in that sense. Yeah. Is that, yeah. And especially in, in Gibraltar, you see that because everyone knows everyone. Yeah. You have to sort of, even though you're just a just a member for in inverted commas, you know, yeah. ju- ju- not sort of a very high up member again in inverted commas. You know, it you're still a representative of what you're interested in. Yeah. And so I guess that's sort of what mm. what you're getting at there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things we probably would encourage actually for members to do is to think about promoting the good that Freemasonry yes. does through their social media pages, whether that be you know charitable works or. or donating of time or money to specific mm. causes. Um, I know that the MCF does a huge amount of work through its Twitter and Facebook pages mm-hmm. and also through the Grand Lodge page to promote to the public and also to the membership where these these funds go, the causes that we support, the difference that we make in people's lives. And that's all great stuff to demonstrate to the public the truth behind Freemasonry and, and what we're actually about as an organisation. Well said. Oh, very well said. And just on, just to follow up on that, one thing I genuinely love seeing come into my inbox is stories about Freemasons donating checks to a local initiative or, you know, national charity or maybe, you know, the specific master's relief chest for the year. All those things are great because, like, they do exactly, they show the tangible effects that Freemasons can have on their community. The one thing I would love if members could do is instead of taking a photograph of giving the check from one brother to another in the Mm -hmm. lodge room in regalia, 
it might be more like we're talking about earlier about competitiveness and social media. It might be more competitive and more engaging if that picture were taken outside of the lodge room, giving it to the hospital or the charity representatives it's well, going sh- to. Sh- sh- or even the impact, you know, the, the, mm, the money at work, you know. Yeah. Let, let's, if a lodge has given a thousand pounds to to buy a, you know, a few defibrillators for a local rugby club, you know, let's get, let's, I'm not talking about getting a photo of the guy being, you know, having his, <laughs> getting his being, no, yeah, I'm not talking about that, but, but let, you know, let, let's see, let's see a photo of it on, on you know, uh, you know, with, with the guys the around it. Let's, yeah. Sean's all for that graphic content. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. You know, if, if, if the money's gone into buy technology for, you know, to help, you know, with, you know, like a lot of the work that Lifelights does, um, mm. you know, let's see the, 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 the residents or the, you know, the, the young children, let's see them using it and, and enjoying it. I mean, that's the story. Absolutely. The story isn't XYZ Lodge has given a £100 check <laughs> yeah. to this charity. The story is how has that £100 helped the lives of the people, in the, you know, Absolutely. Well, with my with my uh, comms officer hat on, I've seen from the the sort of the two major charity Masonic charities we have uh, in Gibraltar with uh, the TLC, the Teddies for Love and Care, mm. and, and with the Widow Sons. Both mm. of them, the most sort of the best stuff that I've had content wise from them has been that, like you say, sort of out in the community. At Easter, the the Widow Sons gave Easter eggs to all the local school, some of the local schools, oh, and some lovely. of the. Uh, and some of the like special needs school, they went there and did like a little presentation and spoke to some of the children there. And yes. uh, and with the with the with the TLC, um, when when you had MCFs and, and TLCs, um, Red Ted Red, uh, Red Teddy on tour, yes, 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 uh, yes, which was a very successful campaign. You know, we had a. a I'm lucky in the sense that I've got easy access because my my father is the the founder of TLC Gibraltar, um, but he produced sort of a a, a big like a, almost a comic reel uh, and in that did it from the Teddy's point of view um, and went oh I'm here now and I'm doing this and and pictures with the governor so the Queen's representative or now the King's representative in Gibraltar um, with the the hospital workers there with the nurses and things and that really really mm. did well in the community so people really liked that yeah and, and, and I think the charity aspect certainly is one thing but we also need to get better and this is us as well actually you jelly need to get better at showing it's not just the charity that's not just what freemasons do that's not just what freemasonry is mm-hmm. freemasonry is about our heritage freemasonry is about having fun socializing with friends yeah. meeting like-minded people you know we have so much more yes charity is 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 a, is a huge aspect of what we do as an organization but it's certainly not the only one and what we need to do as an organization is demonstrate all of those other things you know mm. the enjoyment of going along to a lodge meeting and meeting all your mates and having a laugh well, and enjoying a bit of well delivered you know ceremony that, it, that's key in an in an earlier episode when we when we spoke to the program master um i mentioned a a, a post that that actually got all the way to south sudan yes exactly um, that, yeah. and and that post was actually a picture of some very senior and i mean like including our, our district grand master probably some of the most senior masons in gibraltar in a coach, all having a laugh, <laughs> with with their thumbs up, making silly faces at the camera, yeah. and we posted that obviously with their permission, and and everyone loved that because it just showed their pe- you know, and you see, even you know when we spoke to the program master, he's mm. a, a really nice guy, and mm. past the 
fact that he's program master you can talk to him as a person sure. and and showing that side of it as well i think rather than just sort of it can come across if we're not careful as sort of stuffy if that makes sense so like it's for older people it doesn't really it's not really a fun thing where you can just make jokes and whatever it whereas showing what it really is about that you really can just enjoy yourself it, i think is an important part of social media absolutely shay thank you so much for coming on to the craft show the freemasons podcast it's been wonderful to have you and i hope that those listening who are freemasons have learned something about social media and what we do here at united grand lodge and if you're not a freemason go and follow us ugle underscore grand lodge on twitter united grand lodge of england on facebook and on instagram do it please <laughs> don't follow the fake accounts we're verified <laughs> verified accounts only but Shay thank you so much for coming to see us. thank you very much for having pleasure. me please come back as well I mean you're literally only upstairs so there's literally no excuse <laughs> oh well twist my arm <laughs> when, when, when we get bored and run out of ideas we're gonna we're gonna come grab you I still think we should be have a session where we sit down and read out mean Masonic tweets he's coming <laughs> coming Shay thank you very much Thank you for having me. And we'll see you all soon.